All right, so we have been in Genesis ever since I've been here, right? <laughs> um, I've been here for over a year now, and we've made it through Genesis 15. We're on a good pace. <laughs> Another couple of years, we'll be done. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're actually going to look at Genesis 16 today, because we finished up 15, and if you guys recall, we, uh, Genesis 15, the Lord had come again and spoken to Abram, right? And kind of re- instilling within him the the promises of the covenant. Um, he reassured Abram that his servant wouldn't be his heir, but his own son. You guys remember that? Um, and then he, he reassured him that even though he wouldn't see it in his lifetime, the, the land that is promised to him would come to his descendants. Um, but it would have to wait, right? That his descendants would go into Egypt, into a land they did not know, and and uh, be there 400 years, but then come back out. And uh, part of the reason for that was that the, the sins or the... Um, the wickedness of the people that were in the land right now had not had not built itself up enough for God to justify bringing them out of the land, um, and so it, it's God's timing and everything. Um, and this is this is what He said to Abram, and so He's reaffirming the promise to him, and this leads us to chapter sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. truly is amazing how, um, you know, we sing the song as kids, you know, Father Abraham had many sons, yeah. many sons had Father Abraham, yeah. and I am one of them, yes. and so are you. Yes, Abraham saved, not by <coughs> but nationality, yeah. but by faith. By faith, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And so it is through this promise that we read about here in Genesis 15. Um, it's not just a promise for Abram. It's a promise for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we are children of God. Yeah. Uh, through the promise. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. He was longing for that son too. Yep, you yep, know? yeah. And this is, and it really fits the theme of Genesis too, because as we go out, go through Genesis, we see this promise of an heir that's coming, right? And we saw it with Eve, right? Yeah. And, the, and the serpent, and, you know, when God cursed the serpent, he said, you know, and I will create enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. Um, and what, what do you say? You know, you shall strike his heel and he, he shall crush your head. Yeah. Um, and so all throughout Genesis, we've been following this lineage. And now we have this promise to Abram. And we're going to see how Abraham, Abram has faith and yet that faith can be lacking at times. So we're going to see this right here in chapter 16. Let's, let's look at uh, verses 1 through 6. It says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go unto my servant, and maybe that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai's, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. All right. It's a retake. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this. Here we have. Um, this is just coming off the heels of God reaffirming the promise of a son to Abram, and what do we see happening? <laughs> Doubt. Impatience. Unbelief. Unbelief. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to take matters into my own hands, right? Um, yeah, make a mess of the whole thing. Um, why? Why did this promise look hopeless to them? They were old. Well, it didn't happen instantly, and I mean. My guess is they've been they've been trying to have children ever since they got married. Right. It's been years and years and years and years and years. And so, who enters the picture? 
Hagar, right? Who's Hagar? An Egyptian handmaiden. An Egyptian handmaiden. Think about that. What do we know about Abram's life earlier that he would have ties to Egypt? Mm -hmm. When they went in and he said, she's my sister. Right. So they went to Egypt. There was famine in the land that God had promised them. And so they left the land. They didn't trust God to provide for them. They went into Egypt, and Abram was afraid for his own life. And so he, he lied about his wife. You know, she's my sister. And what happened? Pharaoh took her in, and, and yeah, basically. And, and yet, out of all of this, you know, God was still looking after Abram, right? And he said, well, you know, he, he, you know, Pharaoh had blessed Abram because of his wife and gave him all this, all these goods, all these servants, right? And so Hagar was one of Pharaoh's servants that was given to Abram. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. And so now she is playing a, a, a prominent role in the events happening now. Um, and so, and so we see how the, the sins and the unfaithfulness of the past are coming to bear fruit on the present. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Hagar, so, so how does this work? You know, Sarah says, well, take my servant. So what is that all about? I mean... Do we see any practices like this today? Surrogates. Surrogates, yeah. 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 Um, basically, back then, if, if a woman was barren, she was kind of seen as cursed, right? Cursed by God. And typically, what... What typically took place if a woman was barren is she would give a servant of hers to her husband uh, and then have children through that servant, but then that child would be hers. Does that make sense? Um, and, and so we, we see a number of things going on in this passage uh, that relate to the culture of the day. Um, and so this was kind of the, the practice that was that was going on back then. Um, and, but not only that, we, we see that verse 3, it says, So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. So what is the role... What is the status of Hagar now? Equal to Sarah. In a sense, kind of equal to Sarah. Um, as a wife. As a wife. And so it's, it's like she got elevated, right? She's no longer a servant, but now she's a wife. Um, and 
But her child, at least her first child, will be given to Sarai, okay? Does that make sense? And so this is kind of all part of the deal. I'm sure they had to talk to Hagar beforehand, make sure, you know, are you okay with this plan? Um, and so there was some type of agreement between them. And so what happened? She conceived, she conceived right? And so uh, here we see through the, the natural attempts of man that um, they are able to conceive a child in this manner. Um, but what happened to Hagar when she conceived? She didn't like the situation at all. She didn't she like the situation, she right? She had contempt towards who? Sarah. To Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah, what, what she thought was going to be a blessing to her, uh-huh. turned out not so much. Yeah, yep. But let's back up. There, there's something I missed. Well, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but let's talk about this. Okay, so, so Hagar has contempt towards Sarai, and what does this lead Sarai to do? Blame her husband, right? Yeah. All right. Now, now earlier, Lorraine, you mentioned you see a lot of parallels to early in Genesis, the story of Adam and Eve, right? Um, one thing that verse, verse two, one at the end of verse two, what does the last sentence say? Abram listened. (laughs) And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Does that remind you of anything? Yeah, we had, uh, Adam listening to the voice of Eve and taking the fruit, right? Um, and so we kind of see the, the, the reverse roles of a husband and wife. The husband's supposed to be the one that leads. Um, and instead, we got the opposite going on here. And so we have Sarai leading Abram, um, just as Eve was leading Adam um, in the original sin. And so we see that parallel. And then in verse 5, what do we see? You know, Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. Now it's a wrong. Yeah. See, before it was a a plan, and it was going to be a good plan. You know, I need a child so I've got a plan. Yeah. And it's going to be to my benefit. But now it's not so much. It's too long. Yeah. And, and so it's not working out like she thought it would, no. right? And who does she blame? Her husband. Her husband, right? <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> who came up with this scheme to begin with? It was his fault. Yeah. It, Just like Adam, she said, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in one sense, it is his fault. Yeah. But does she bear any blame? Well, of course. Of course she does. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so... 
Yeah. Yeah. And I love what she says at the end. May the Lord judge between me and you. Yeah. And so it's it's very, very I, I I don't know how she got to this point or to this logic. Um, but somehow she is viewing herself in the right and her husband in the wrong. Jealousy of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how does Abram respond to her? I'm not going to say like a typical man. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not going to say. He tells her to do what, whatever, you know? Do what pleases you. Yeah, he... <laughs> I... I, I I see it as, you know, he, yeah. he did try to bring a little reason to the situation. He, he recognized that she was still, uh, you know, uh, their servant you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in the larger scheme of things and to tell her to deal with her in that regard, you know. Yeah, it, you, you almost see Abram lowering the role once again of Hagar, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, he wants a do-over. Yeah, your servant is, is in your power. Right, um, and so, you know, I, I, I give her over to you again. Do to her as you please. Um, and I, I think what we see going on with Abram is a man who's who's trying to uh, appease his wife, not through wisdom or doing what is best, but through whatever will fix the situation quickly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's it, not a brave man. It's not, it's not a bold move of, on but his point. Is, he, he lied about Sarah being mm-hmm. his wife and saying, I know she was his half-sister, but he, mm-hmm. got, he got the Pharaoh in trouble and the people even. Mm-hmm. You know, the sin went up the plague went to the people even. Yeah. And now, again, he's relinquishing. He should have been more brave. That's yeah, he, he should have been braver. He should have been bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. What, what would the appropriate response? I mean, what should he have done in this case? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he shouldn't have done it to begin yeah, with. But yeah, you know, you had an agreement with this woman. Hagar, you don't take go go back on that agreement. Um, yeah. You know. Gotcha. Uh, and we'll see that he, he reneges on his promise to her. And they had a plan. The plan worked, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Everything they planned happened. Yep. Well, just because what happened now no longer suits me. Mm-hmm. I can't say I I can't say do away with it. Yeah. Yep. You know, you can't just like you can't do it do away. You can't wipe the slate clean. You agreed to this. I mm-hmm. agreed to this. Now I must accept it. That's yeah. the right thing to do. It's kinda of like if if you're a home buyer, right? 
and you, you know, the way the market was and homes were just selling like instantly, there were people out there that were putting in clauses like waiving the inspection, you know, stuff like that. Because they, they, they wanted to get a, get a home. And so all these clauses that they would not, you know, in a normal market, they would never do. Um, yet they, they would put these in these agreements. And so say a person buys a house, they waive the inspection, you know, they get in there and they, they find mold and the, the, the basement's leaking. And, well, what are you going to do about it, right. right? You can't go back on, on the contract you signed. Um, but here we see uh, Abram, he's, he's pretty much going back on, on the agreement with Hagar. Um, all to appease his wife. It's, it's the quick fix, right? Um, any, any, yeah, go ahead. I think through what just happened in chapter 15, the covenant yeah. that God had just formed with Abram mm-hmm. just ahead of it. Verse 2, it, it goes in to say that Sarai has contempt for God mm-hmm. and not making this happen yet. So mm-hmm. Abram at that point really should have helped his wife to see and understand, see how God has been faithful all these times, all these years. Yeah. Here's Abram's memory in this, too. Yeah. So he, he's having some trouble. He's having some issues. And it kind of just goes, and now we're coming to come up with our own scheme of man to try to figure this out. Yeah. And he's like, still, it's still kind of blowing my mind how God used these people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, is that me? Is that what you Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And to Jay's point, I just read where Moses gets assigned to go into Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Moses is arguing with God the whole time. And yeah. God blessed the unbelief and yeah. turned it into faith. But God uses man in spite of man. Yes. And yeah. Like you said, yeah. how could he do this? And yet, that's all he had to work with. <laughs> I see the continual folly of me making this decision going this way and then trying to cover up my decision right. and trying to figure this something else out. It's where my cover up to my sin becomes so much worse than my initial sin. Exactly. And, and in this case, we're just continuing down that road. I think Cain killing Abel. I think exactly. through all these other examples of where God has continued to sustain sustain a people. Yeah. His name. Yep. That's what's so amazing is he doesn't give up on us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't give up on us. I'm reading this, you know, I'm reading this over again, and I, again and again I think, Lord, how faithful you are to sinful man. And if right up until we spit on his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. the goal. He has... Yeah. It's yeah. amazing to me. It's like, yeah. get it right, Lorraine. Help get it right. Yeah. So, so Jay mentioned something that he, he kind of jumped the gun. I was going to jump back, but that's all right. Um, yeah, and, and so, no, I know. It's, it's right there, and I kind of skipped over it. I skipped over it on purpose. Um, but yeah, look at verse 2. It says, And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Yeah. Who is she blaming there? Yeah. 
She's blaming God. So all this originates with a blame upon God. Did God really say? Yeah, did God really say? Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is Sarai has an understanding of who God is and what he is capable of, right? She said, the Lord has prevented me. And so it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm just incapable of it. She knows that God, if he wants to, God could get me pregnant, but he has not wanted to. Um, and so she, she's putting a blame upon God first, and this is what's leading to all these things. Um, and, and, and I think about our own lives and some of the tragic messes we make. I wonder how many of those tragic messes lead uh, stem from our own unbelief in God, our own blaming of God for certain things. Yeah, he's deprived me of this, mm-hmm. and so therefore I've got to take matters in my own hands. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's a mess, mm-hmm. and God, by grace, sees us through. He, he does, he does. Um, we're not there yet, though, <laughs> in this story. Um, yeah, if we, if we look at towards the end of verse 6, um, it says, And Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. And so we see a form of cruelty, right? Um, and so the, the, the boy isn't even born yet, right? And... Sarai starts treating her, mistreating her, um, and Hagar runs. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave you at today, with Hagar running away, because we're out of time. <laughs> um, but, you know, consider this story. Consider what we just read in chapter 15, and the promise and. You know, we, we love to go to Genesis 15 and we see the faith of Abram, right? And, and we, we just love that part. And then right after it, we see this mess. And, and so even within the promise, God spoke to Abram. And the promise uh, was confirmed to him. And yet, there's a lack of faith. And there is an attempt to achieve the promise in our own strength rather than letting God fulfill the promise for us. It's really an act of stealing from God. Yeah, it's stealing his glory. It it is. Yeah. You're not good enough or Mm -hmm. your plan isn't rich enough or full enough. So I'm going to add to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any uh, thoughts or questions before we close in prayer? Thank God we have a faithful God. Yeah. Thank God for you. Thank God we have a faithful God, yes. yes thank you, Lord. Yeah. That you are so faithful. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's one of our songs today. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's bow our heads. Let's pray.
Father, we are so grateful for you, and we are grateful that you are a God who is steadfast and firm and that your promises are true. And Lord, we confess to you that we are just like Abram, we are just like Sarai. We uh, don't always trust in your promises. Uh, and often we, we blame you for uh, the, the, the bad things that occur in our lives. And uh, Lord, help us to repent of those things. Help us to turn away from uh, shifting blame and, and from trying to uh, accomplish your promises in our own strength. Lord, help us to trust that you will accomplish your promises and your good timing. We need your Holy Spirit to do this. And so we pray that you would fill us even today. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.